Okay, well, we've done brilliantly this morning. We've had, I think this is actually stuck, never mind. Um, We have had an opportunity to see the passage read by the lovely Henry, thank you, and by our youth, um, they've presented it to us. And the question that I want to give you this morning is this. You can tell someone this, so tell your uh, tell the person next to you, how do people know we're Christians? How could they work it out? Okay? So tell the person next to you, you've got a couple of minutes. How can they work out that we are Christians? Quick go, gotta be super quick. Bet, go tell daddy, go tell daddy, and he'll help you. Go on, quick, 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 quick. How do they know we're Christians? Okay, that's it. Stop. Right. Answers from the floor, please. Shout it out. Big, loud voice. What do you think, Sarah? Right. Number one. It could be that we go to church and we tell them on a Monday morning, whether that's in the office or at school. Anyone else? How do they know we're Christians? Wearing a cross. I am indeed doing that. That could be the answer too. One more. Pardon? We tell them. We literally say, I'm going to tell you that I'm a Christian. Right, let's have a look. We could wear a fancy t-shirt that says, I love Jesus. We could wear a fancy hat. Let me see. Where, where is um, where's Oscar? Oh, you've got a hat already. Who doesn't have a hat? You've had hats. Seth and Isaac. No, Lizzie hasn't had a hat. Go and give this to Rachel. There we go. It says, I love Jesus. We could be that we carry a massive piece of paper around with us with some kind of rules. It could be that we have a badge. Look at this cool badge. Beck, could you go and give the badge to someone to wear? You choose someone to give the badge to. Have a good look around and give the badge to someone. It could be like us that you've got a wall art that has a Bible verse. Yes, come to my kitchen, you'll find some. It could be that we have this on the front door. This house is protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. But no. Jesus is really clear. He said, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then he says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, you're my friends, you're my followers, if you love one another. Have you thought about that? I want you to look very carefully at the person next to you. Your job is to love that person. I know, they look a bit funny. It might be a bit awkward. No, they're all lovely, aren't they? I don't know about you, but I love the idea of being in a loving community. When I'm feeling sad, someone comes to cheer me up. When I've in hospital, someone comes to visit me. When I am hungry, someone feeds me. But all too often, what comes into my mind is the fact that they haven't noticed. 
I wish that person wouldn't do it like that. I wish that they would, if only they had. But I'm guessing none of you struggle with that. You just, you're just loving. When Jesus was in the final few hours of his life approaching the cross, he took time to have a special meal with his friends. And at that meal, he told them, look guys, I'm going to die. People are going to hate you. But your job is to love each other. And you can imagine him looking them, just like you looked at that person next to you, in the eye, very carefully saying, you are to love one another. Loving one another was one of Jesus' final prayers for the church, that it would be united, that it would care. And that's why it's part of our vision and values, to care for one another, to grow in community with one another. In my family, Beck, yes, we often squabble. Uh, you probably never do, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And occasionally I'll come out with, look, guys, you are on the same side. Because we are team flukes. High five, team flukes. Yeah. And I feel sometimes we need reminding that in the church. We are on team Jesus. We are on the same side. Give the person next to you a high five. (laughs) Yes. High five. Stay there. When Jesus was having this special meal, he was telling them what was going to happen. He spent a long time on this. But he gave them a practical lesson 101 on how to love each other. And when they were arguing, cat and dog, about who was going to be the boss, who was going to be served, Jesus went round and served them. Now, he washed their feet. Now, girls, you're helpful. Come on up. Now, stand there. Now, Beck, what I want you to do is um, clean... Becky's, um, sorry, clean Sophia's toes. Could you just, could you just do that for me? You would need some water, would you? And um, I want you to get right underneath the nails. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Even today, it's not a nice thing, is it? I mean, we can go into the culture and it was a slave's job and all that sort of thing. But just, it's obvious. If we came to church and you had to wash each other's feet, we wouldn't be very excited about it, would we? Even today. But we do have showers. Jesus wasn't saying, every time you see each other, you've got to clean each other's feet. No. He wasn't saying that. But he was showing us that we need to love each other. Do you want to give each other a cuddle? Yeah. Because sometimes we fall out. We upset each other. You come home, you think, oh, that person was so horrible and don't like them anymore. He was showing us we need to love each other and serve each other. Tell me what happens when someone says, "Uh, could you tidy up the living room now, please? (laughs) Uh, What comes out of people's mouths at that point? 
I don't want to do it, says back. I need the toilet. I need a shower. I didn't make the mess. Oh, that's number one. You, it's like bingo in here. I didn't make the mess is what we hear, isn't it? It's not my mess. But we take it elsewhere, don't we? We don't grow out of this stuff. We're like, oh, someone should really tidy up this mess. But I'm on my way now. Jesus told this story, didn't he, of the Good Samaritan? Oh, someone should deal with that. But I'm off. And we do it. It's obvious, isn't it? Have you ever found yourself rage cleaning? Oh, yeah. This is where we get the hoover. And it's going under their feet. Ooh, lift your feet up, because I'm angry. And this is when we're basically saying, I shouldn't have to be doing this for you. Why am I always doing this? And ever find yourself like this? You won't have girls, but going, no one's texted me today. Don't care about me. We're really quick to do it. Jesus said, you can sit down now, girls. Thanks so much. Come on. Get off. Get off. Jesus said, you call me Lord and Master. And this is what I've done for you. Now what you do it for others. We don't need a PhD in theology to work out what he's saying. But we struggle with it. Finally, let me skip on. Uh, Final words. Now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. Blessed meaning happy or joyful. But we don't always believe it. Uh, When people visit our church, they often comment that it's really friendly. And my friend said to me, it's okay for you, you've got a church community. And you know, she's right, it is. I could list on and on what the church community has done for me. You know, when we had, when I had my first baby and I didn't know what to do, people brought me a meal, they visited me, they told me, Lou, it's going to be okay, you will survive this. Um, When I didn't have a car, a family in the church said, hey, you borrow our car. When I didn't have anywhere to live, two different, three people, at least in the church family, said, come live with us or have my house. Every time I come in and someone says, hi, Lou, how are you doing? They, I feel encouraged by being a part of this family. When my house group says, Lou, how's it going? I feel encouraged. I am deeply fortunate. So what I want us to finish with this morning, I just want you to, with the people next to you, to dig deep. It's really easy to think what has not been done. But let's just celebrate for a moment the joy that comes from being part of a church community. How has the church served you? And what I mean by that is not the leader of the church that you've been in. How has the church, as in our family sitting around us, as in a previous community you've been part of, how have they served you? And we're going to have millions to do, but have a chat with the person next to you. And then I'm going to run around with the microphone just for one or two examples for us to celebrate this morning. Okay? You ready? Is that clear? How has Jesus loved you through his church? That's basically what I've said. Ready? Steady? Go!